Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the newly branded Face to Conquer Fear radio show, formerly known as the Failure Message radio show, hosted by me, Christy Demetrakis, the Empowered Speaker. I'm the president and founder of the Empowered Speaker, which is a faith-based global ministry that teaches people the power of dreams and the importance of faith in conquering the fears that limit us. I'm also the author of Face to Conquer Fear, Inspiration to Achieve Your Dreams. You can find out more about my services and my book at www.empowered.com. Speaker.com. And for those of you who may be listening to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show for the first time, here's what you can expect. This show will provide guests who will motivate you, inspire you, and give you tools to activate your goals and dreams, whether those dreams are entrepreneurial, corporate, or personal. And today I have a special guest to help me do just that. Her name is Kashana Holland. And before I let her speak, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Kashana. Kashana is a wife, mother, life coach, speaker, and writer. With contagious energy, a vibrant smile, and straightforward message, 
Kashana has helped many people walk through the ambiguity of their lives and on to defining their life's purpose by discovering their authentic self. Kashana's heart for God is the filter through which her love for people flows. It's quite evident in everything she does, both in the corporate arena and in ministry, strategic growth, and development of people who have always been the focal point of her service. Corporately, she has held positions in both human resources as well as the staffing industry. Additionally, Kashana spent years in a pastoral role where crisis intervention and spiritual guidance were her primary responsibilities. In May 2010, she established simply Kashana, SK, an organization purposed to empower and equip women to discover, embrace, and nurture their authentic self and passionately pursue their life's purpose fearlessly, courageously, and boldly. In 2012, Kashana founded a nonprofit organization, CLASS, a curriculum-based mentoring program designed for youth ages 11 through 17. The mission of CLASS is to cultivate leadership, encourage achievement, and to equip youth to become socially successful while encouraging and providing an atmosphere for parents to take an active role in their child's growth and development. Kashana, welcome to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show. Thank you so much, Christy. It is absolutely my pleasure being here today and sharing with you as well as your audience. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. Well, you know, I've read some of your bio there, and you have a a fantastic background. You have a a spiritual background, which I also love and which is why I wanted to have you as a guest on the Faith to Contrapeer radio show. And I always want to start, I always start my shows by giving my audience a little bit deeper sense of who my guest is. And as I was reading your website, and her website is simply Kashana, S-I-M-P-L-Y-K-S-H-O-N-N-A.com. Um, I was, as I was reading your website, you have quite a background and a personal journey that got you to what you call now is simply Kashana. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Absolutely. Well, Christy, I was... Uh, you know, I started life, really, really experiencing life at an early age. At um, the age 18, I got pregnant, and then I got married. By the time I was 21, um, I was divorced, and I had a second child. So I was really in this period of my life where I was trying to define who I was. And unfortunately, when you have two children that you're kind of dragging along, you know, in the journey, and, and they're kind of casualties of war, you're trying to figure this out, and it's it, it's hard because you're now responsible for two additional adults. So if you could just imagine an 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old young woman who has two children uh, and a failed marriage just trying to figure out who she was, uh, it was a very hard journey. And so I um, went through life and, and just really had some hard places that I hit. I hit rock bottom, um, you know, where there were times where I couldn't buy food, where I couldn't, uh, you know, make really uh, make decisions. And those times were very hard for me, but they were times that taught me and they built me uh, to be the person that I am today. They taught me um, how to be confident and how to be strong in situations that, you know, otherwise would probably drive people crazy. I had those places too. Now, don't get me wrong. I had those places where I just thought I was going to lose it. But through all of that, um, I found out who I was. And um, that was a powerful woman of God and a woman who was actually purposed to empower others. And that's where I am today. And I'm pretty excited about that because um, in all of that as well, I found out that I could be simply me. I could be simply who I was in every arena, in every area of my life. 
just be simply me. I can be this authentic person inside and outside, and um, and that is that is who I am today. So that's that's just a little piece of my journey and where I am. And that's a that's an awesome journey. And you know the thing about journeys, that's why it's called that, is it's something that takes a while. And and ideally, is you know the lessons that you learn along the way that you can look back on, and that help to mold and define you. What would you say? Is the I mean you just just a couple of things that you mentioned there are, are pretty powerful you know having children at an early age being divorced um, you know the financial stresses that go along with that but what would you say if you had to look back and you pick one or two um, pivotal junctures let's call it a juncture what was the one thing that that made you make that change because you could have gone either way you know yes, based on your absolutely. background you could have chosen to go definitely two very different paths what would you say is the one thing that that made you change. You know what I um I, I always I say this with my mentees and I say this with women when I go and I speak to women uh you know across the country I said listen there has got to be a time in your life where you look in the mirror and you say girl get yourself together. And that was that was really my phrase. Girl, get yourself mm-hmm. together. I looked in the mirror mm-hmm. and I said this is not where I want to be because this is not who I am. And once I made that declaration in my life, then things began to change for me. See, everything starts from your mouth. Mm-hmm. That's why the word says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. So I had the ability to change everything about my life from what was coming out of my mouth, by what was coming out of my mouth. And so the minute I made a declaration and I, I said, you know, get yourself together, this is not who you are, this is not where you will be, then it seems like everything just kind of start coming together. And I know, you, you know, people are probably saying, well, is it that simple? It absolutely is. It absolutely is that simple because when I didn't see something happening, Christy, one time, that did not mean that I stopped declaring it for the next day. Every day is a day of opportunity. Every day is a day of decision. Every day I have to make a decision. Am I going to get up, and is this day going to be a great day? And when I don't declare it, guess what? It's not a great day. But regardless of what my day entails when I do declare it, I have already made the decision that it's going to be a great day. So people and and their nasty attitudes and their nasty whatever – it does, they don't stop me from uh, walking in the fullness of my day that I've already declared in the very beginning. So mm-hmm. speak what you want. Declare what it is, who it is you are, and then expect something to happen. I think you say something very powerful, and that is the expectation. And sometimes, and, and and that's the piece that is usually missing for people because, and I and I'm guilty of it myself is. You know, I'll go to some seminar, I'll hear some powerful word, and, and you know, they'll, they'll make this declaration. I'm like, oh, that's a great declaration. I'm going to start saying that every day because that's powerful. I'm going to start saying it. And, you know, I say it for three or four days, and then I forget, and I <laughs> go on to something. <laughs> but, because that's the human nature, and, I, I, you know, my mind is a little bit scattered sometimes. But yeah, absolutely. I think, the, I think that the expectation piece is what really holds it all together because so often we do, we say things because we have heard the word. And the word does say, you know, you should have what you say. And we yeah. say these things, but we sometimes it's just lip service. It's like anything else. Sometimes it's just lip service, but we don't really expect it. You know, you can yes. say, I, I'm going to be financially free by the end of 2015, but you don't expect it, right? You're like, oh, that would be nice to have, I hope. 
but you don't expect yes. it. And when you don't expect it, you don't put plans in place to make it happen. That's right. That's right. Well, that is and, that is very powerful. And the thing about that is, you know, faith without works is dead. So a lot of times we're saying stuff, but we don't do anything to back it up. Mm-hmm. So it, it's almost like saying I'm a, I'm a, I want to be a millionaire, but you haven't attended any financial seminars. You know, it's like saying <laughs> I, I want to get married, but you haven't read any marriage books. You know, if you're going yeah. to expect something, you got to put some action behind it and actually do something, <laughs> you know, uh, to, to really show that you're expecting it. Mm-hmm. Mhm. Wow. Well, you know, one of the things you you talk about um, is, and you've been through a lot of what I would call hard blows, you know, in your life. Mm-hmm. And and that hard blows can be defined as, you know, be phrased as different for different people. Um, but you know, how would you define a hard blow in someone's life? Um, you're right, Christy. I have definitely, definitely been through a lot of hard blows in my life. And you know what? I'm still going through them. I'm still going through um, through things that have just really knocked me off of my kilter. And, and that's that's really how I define it, something that was not in the plan, that has mm-hmm. totally knocked you out. It, it's almost like a distraction, you know, is that thing that comes along and you're going good and everything is awesome and you're moving forward in your hopes and your dreams and your purpose and your destiny and then something calls, it's almost like, have you ever, um, you know, seen a, a record player and that needle and when uh, that needle falls off that record, it's like, you know, uh-huh. it makes this little scratchy noise. That's what it's like. It's, it's, it gets you off of the the spin. It gets you off of the cycle and off of, you know, your good uh, uh your good role there. You know, and that's a hard blow. That's a hard blow because it's totally blindsides you. Sides mm-hmm. you. It, it it says, you know what, I didn't see you coming. Kinda how did you get here? Where did you come from? And it it, it just knocks you off. It knocks you off. And that's that's so how that's how I find it. Yeah, that's and that's that's a great way to say it. That's a great way to say it. How have you personally recovered from some of those hard blows in your own life? You said there's some things you're still going through, but what? How have you personally recovered I've had from to sit, some of those things? Yeah, I, I've had to sit down and um, first I, I I recognize it. I I expose it for what it is because sometimes um, you know we can we can get hard blows or have hard blows in our lives and then we can try to really block it out and act like it's not there. Um, and just kind of keep going because we really don't mm-hmm. want to deal with it. So I would say, you know, step back, sit down, deal with it. Deal with it because it's there and it's going to be there. And when we don't deal with stuff, then what happens is it gets agitated along the years, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, because it's still there, and, and so it's just stirring up, stirring up inside of you because you've suppressed it for so long. At some point it's going to come out, it's going to blow up, and it's going to be nasty. Yeah. So just really sit down and deal with it. Say this is what it is, and how am I going to bring closure to this? What do I need to do to get out of this? What do I need to do to deal with it? That's how you recover. Mhm. I was um, talking with a lady not too long ago, and um, she was sharing with me that you know she was just having a really tough time, and she was very stressful. And the stress was manifesting itself in her body, which stress does. You know, at some point you carry it for so long, it's going to manifest in some way. It's going to come out. And 
um, so I was asking her, you know, what are what are the things you're stressed about? You know, what are the stress triggers in your life? And she pretty much named everything that can be, you know, family, relationships, money. I mean, <laughs> pretty much everything that can stress a person out. She was had had all of them going on at the same time. And I said, well, yeah, that that could be stressful. But um, you know, and and she said, you know, I looked back over the last 15 years of my life, and I realized that every year has been something traumatic or of crisis has happened. Wow. And she said, literally every year, she said, I literally went back and and she said, you know, this next year cannot be, I can't have another major event. I just can't take it. I just can't have another major event. And as I'm, I've been thinking about that and thinking about that ever since she mentioned that to me, and, I, you know, I remember asking her, how do you, what do you plan to do to get yourself past these stressors? Right. Right. Because it's it's on you. I mean, it starts with you. Um, right. You know, you, and and I and I asked the question, but I didn't have answers for her, and I don't think at that time it was for me to answer. I think she just wanted right. to talk. But what are some additional things? I mean, I, acknowledging and dealing with it. I mean, that's that's the most obvious. But you, another stress that people have is, I know I need to make a change, but I don't know how to do it. Right. I think one of the things that we have to do, Christy, is we have to understand that we're going to always have blows. We're going to always have major stressors. We're going to always have things that really knock us off our kilter. We're going to always have those things. And for me, I have just come to realize that they are going to always happen. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you the difference between me and the young woman that you spoke with the other day is that I made a decision that I will not allow it to take me out. When you make the decision that you will not allow things to take you out, then you start to see them differently. Your mm-hmm. perspective starts to change. The way, you, the way you see it starts to totally change. Yes, this happened. Yes, this may have had to happen. But now, what do I do or how do I use this situation to get me where I need to be mentally, spiritually, personally? Because in every situation, there is something that you have got to learn from it. And then your decision has to be, is this going to build me up or is it going to break me down? What am I going to allow it to do? See, my, my, I have to make a decision not to react to situations but to respond to them. And a lot of times we react because we haven't dealt with what we needed to deal with before this situation happened, there's always a root. There's always a root. And so when I, before I make decisions now, instead of reacting, I take time to sit back and say, okay, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like I need to respond the way I was going to respond, which is sometimes totally out of my flesh. Or, you know, I want to respond out sure. of my flesh. <laughs> but I, I sit back and say, okay, what's the root of this issue? What's going on here? And, and I've learned how to not make decisions off of how I feel at the moment. Because when I make immediate decisions, when I say, okay, this is how I feel about it right now, so I'm going to make this decision right now, it's not a good decision, it's especially destiny decisions. Mm-hmm. Especially destiny decisions. Destiny decisions require time and they require prayer. 
but do not make mm. them in your feelings. Don't make mm. them in your feelings because you will regret them every single time. And how would you define destiny decisions? What are these those are types the, of these, these are the decisions that not just affect you and your now, but they affect, affect your children and they affect your children's children. Mm. They affect everybody who's connected to you. You see, when I make when I sit down and make decisions, I'm thinking not only of how because if I make decisions for Kashana, it's easy to make them. But when I think about my four children and my soon to be grandchildren to come in the future, mm-hmm. when I think about the people who whose lives I've impacted, because I've spoken into people. I've spoken to people. I've counseled people. You know, I've, I've held that position where I was accountable for people's souls. <laughs> so when yeah, you sit yeah. and you think about that, then th- there's no way, no way that you can make a decision that's just about you. So this whole I'm going to do me thing, it doesn't work then. It doesn't work with a destiny decision. Wow. Now, okay, so let's let's put the two together because we talked earlier about you know, simply Kashana for you, but being your authentic self. And a lot of people struggle with the idea of authentic self. I think some, so many of us have tried to live up to a standard, someone else's standard, someone else's expectations, whether that be driven by the fact that you're in corporate America and there's a certain expectation or whether you're, you know, your family has been on welfare all their lives and so there's a certain expectation. People struggle with, truly knowing who their authentic self really is. With that said, a lot of people may think my authentic self means that I can say what I want, do what I want, because I'm just being me. That's who I am. Hmm. So how do you pair being your authentic self, which you know obviously looks different for different people, to this whole concept of destiny decisions that impact you know, many, many generations? Absolutely. Um, I, I, I definitely um, have seen that so much in our culture. Um, I think we, we're really, uh, it's, it's not a good thing because we're catering to the whole uh, selfish, it's all about me um, attitude. And that, unfortunately, that's, that decision in and of itself, is, it has a ripple effect within our, our society, and it's, it's really blowing up in our face if we can just kind of stop and, and realize that um, because we're raising, it's like we're raising a, a, a bunch of entitled children and, you yeah. know, they, they, they deserve everything at a whim, and, and it, it's really, it's not a good place to be in. Um, and so even as we're, you know, doing us and, and saying, you know, well, I'm, I should be able to, to curse somebody out if that's what I wanted to do, you know, I thought about this. I said, if that is the case, that I'm able to do me, then I have totally negated the fruit of the Spirit. I totally said, I do not need love. I do not need kindness. I do not need patience. I don't need self-control. I've totally Mm. said that I don't need all of those things. And so uh, in becoming our authentic self, and this is a very good question because we have um, mastered the art of facade. We've mastered the art of making everyone think that I am actually something that I am not. 
I contribute that to the wonderful world of social media. Mm-hmm. Because I can, whatever I put on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter is what I want you to see. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. part of world that I have given you access to. But needless to say, you don't have access to all of me. Mm-hmm. And so when I go home and my garage goes down or I close my door and I'm in my room by myself alone with my thoughts, that's when I find out who I am. That's the real me. You know, I was talking to someone the other day and uh, she was just telling me how um, the, she, her husband always has a TV on, always has a radio on, always has uh-huh. stuff on. And and it bothers her because that's not who she is, you know. Mm-hmm. And I said, mm-hmm. have you ever thought that maybe he doesn't want to deal with his own thoughts? Exactly. That's exactly what I was just thinking. My goodness, that's exactly what I was just thinking. Because when you get in a quiet place, Chrissy, and when you are, are nothing is going on around you and you're in this place where it's total silence, you have to deal with what's going on in you. Yeah. And so yeah. I really believe that we have a lot of people running around that's in so much chaos and the the music is so loud and the TV is so loud and the expectations of other people are so loud that they haven't really dealt with them. And that's a bad place to be. It is a bad because place to be. At some point, you got to deal with you. And when mm-hmm. you deal with you, sometimes you don't like what you see and you don't know what to do to deal with that. Exactly. But, you know, and, and the, the, the the continuation of that is, when you're in that quiet place and you do get those realizations, it's also in the quiet place that you get your answers. Yes, absolutely. That's when you get your answers. You're not going to, I mean, it doesn't do you any good to come to this revelation and then you all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, now let me go ask such and such what they think. Let me go ask such and such what they think. Let me go read this book and see if I can solve that. The answer comes. The answer comes. Now, the answer might be go go read this book. (laughs) It could very well be. (laughs) <laughs> but, but you know, it, it comes in that quiet place. And that's something I've learned um, as I've gotten older. And even riding in the car, and I think you know it, you know when you need that time because things that you used to enjoy kind of aggravate you now, thinking a little right. bit about the, the lady. <laughs> and I find that I just ride, I mean, I'm in my car, and while the temptation might be to turn on the radio or turn on Spotify or something, as soon as I turn it on, just irritate with the noise. Right. Irritated with the noise. And that's how I know I just need quiet. And sometimes I'm not thinking really anything, which is right. why. Uh, yeah. I know the self is not to be not be thinking anything. But still you're leaving yourself open to anything that kind of comes into your mind without those external influences. And I think that's something everybody should try. You know, even if you, you think you have to have that radio as soon as you get the car or you have to start getting on the phone because that's your time, your drive time is when you make all your phone calls. Yeah, I think you make a great point. Just cha- challenge people to to take some time and just have that quiet time. There's a, a friend of mine um, in Houston, and she is a huge proponent of she has she takes a minimum of 15 minutes twice a day, usually in the morning and at night. For just quiet meditation, she does meditation. But just quiet meditation, and that, and she, I mean, she swears by it. 
I have, I'm not that disciplined. Um, so she swears by it. And I'm yes. telling you, the results I see of this woman and the things, that, you know, the things that she's doing, the things that God does through her, I'm telling you, I attribute it to the, that 30 minutes a day. Yes, <laughs> yes. absolutely. It's amazing. Yes. Wow. It is. It is. It, it's amazing what, what you can get accomplished if you just be still. Yeah. And that's the thing, the being still. Mm-hmm. It's just like kids. You think about, you know, you have you have four kids. I have two, and I don't know the ages of yours. Mine are teenagers now. But if you, when you say to a child, I have a goddaughter who's two years old. You say, "Be still." Oh my gosh, it's like you put ants in their pants. <laughs> you can't say, "Be still." It's just like we, you know, I, I was joking with someone the other day. We were at church, and I said I would have been the one that was turned to the pillar of stone. Because the minute somebody said, don't look back, I'd be like, what? <laughs> well, what's that Don't look there? back at what, right? And I would have been immediately turned to stone. <laughs> exactly. So in our society that is so, so busy right now, everybody thinks they're busy. Oh, my gosh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And that's like a banner. I mean, that's a signal of pride to say you're busy, you know, to be busy. Right. Um, right. But as we've just discussed. Being busy doesn't get us the answers we need. It doesn't help us to reveal ourselves to ourselves, which is most important. And then the other piece of it is obviously to hear from God. Absolutely. And and busyness, is sometimes um, busyness is what we use to validate who we are. Exactly. You know, exactly. we say, oh, you know, I'm busy because that means that we're, you know, we're doing something and that, that must mean that we're, and, and busyness is not validate who you are, just, it just says that, and I. When people used to say, "Well, I know you're busy," I would say, "Stop saying that." Mm-hmm. Just stop saying that, you know, um, because I don't want busyness to be a part of my life. I want product- productivity to be a part mm-hmm. of my life. I'm mm-hmm. sure that I am doing something that is of value. That I am in- inspiring someone. I'm empowering someone. I'm doing something that's. But busyness is not the key to that. Right. Busyness is 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 very unproductive work. <laughs> mhm, mhm. That's a great. That's a great point. That's a great point. And I've I've come to I realize um, that was one of my things. Is you know I've got a lot to do. I'm feeling very important. Like oh, I feel so important because I'm can't make this meeting because I'm doing this, and I can't make that because I'm doing this, and my schedule is so full. You know, but that's a terrible place to be. When we talk about Maybe stress. That's stressful. Right. Exactly. That is so stressful. And I'm getting to the place in my life where I, I've, you know, I've focused my attention, which that's part of being authentic, <laughs> um, understanding what is really, really important and not all the yes. other stuff you are doing, yes. which allows you to focus and then, you know, do those things that are productive and that do help people um, to get to another level. Absolutely. fantastic. Well, Kashana, as I told you at the beginning, time flies by on this show, and this has been a fantastic, fantastic conversation. I'd love to have have you and talk to you for two hours, three hours, four hours. I think we could talk just that long. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, I want to give you an opportunity um, right here at the end, though, to to, uh, give our listeners a little bit more information about you, tell them where they can find you, how they can contact you, and anything you want to share. Absolutely. Well, um, as you stated earlier in the show, um, you can find me at www.simplykashana.com, and that's S-I-M-P-L-Y-K-A-S-H-O-N-N-A. I also have a podcast 
Uh, it's called Accelerate Your Destiny. You can find that on iTunes. If you type in Kashana Holland, um, it'll come right up where um, I talk about uh, uh, the marketplace, and I, I really, really speak to entrepreneurs and, and just encourage them to push through, you know, everything that they uh, feel like they can't do and get it done. So um, so I encourage you to go on iTunes and listen to that. They're just short snippets, but they're powerful snippets. Um, I also want to offer your um, your listeners today a 50% discount on my coaching services. Um, I have four sessions, four one-on-one sessions that I do with people to really just kind of dig into not just where they are but where they want to be. And we do that basically by, um, by reaching back and seeing, okay, what is it that um, happened in my past that kind of got me where I am, and then where is it that I want to go? What do I need to deal with? That, that will kind of propel me or accelerate me into that place that I want to be in. So we really, really get to breakthroughs, you know, and we, we break down to get to a breakthrough in those coaching sessions. So I do want to offer them a 50% discount when they type in the word faith, and that's F-A-I-T-H. Um, when you go on my website to my coaching page, you'll be able to type that in. And last but not least, I want to invite them to become uh, one of uh, the people that are just tapped into everything that I'm doing and staying connected, and you can do that by texting on your phone to six six eight six six the word be bold, and no spaces there six six eight six six type be bold, and that will automatically take you to um, allow you to become a subscriber. But it'll also um, deliver to your email address uh, my free ebook. Seven Days to Simply Shift, and that's professionally, spiritually, and personally. So I would love for you to do that as well. Awesome. Awesome. Those are those are great opportunities for folks, and I hope you all will take advantage of that. Kashana, you have been fantastic, but so thanks again for being a guest on the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show, and I want to thank all of you for listening to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show with me, Christy Demetrakis. I invite you to follow me and the show on Blog Talk Radio to get news and reminders for upcoming shows. I'd also like with you to like you to connect with me on Twitter. My handle is at C Demetrakis. And on Facebook, I have two pages, Faith to Conquer Fear and the Empowered Speaker. This will allow you to keep up with all the news and events to inspire you to keep it moving. I'm doing what I love. Talk to you soon.